featuring all its best from the king of instruments on community keyboards. Again, and welcome to this edition of Community Keyboards on air and online. As ever, over the next hour, I'll have music from the King of Instruments in all its guises, with everything from classical and theatre organ pipes to digital electronic organs and keyboards and beyond. Now, it's always a pleasure to pay a visit to Cheadle and District Organ Society, and last month the guest on stage was Tony Whittaker. I'll be talking to him after he plays this seldom, if ever heard, parody on the famous Girl from Ipanema by the equally famous partnership of Richard Rogers and Stephen Sondheim. Whilst I go and practice possibly the longest title of a piece in history, you enjoy the music. Thank you. 
from Tacarembo, La Tumbe del Fuego, Santa Cruz, Malipas, Vatetecas, La Junta del Soli Cruz. What a mouthful. That's not every day we say that on community keyboards. But I, I was reminded by the performer of that item that I included that Latin American number on a keyboard program quite some years ago. It's finally, finally, after all these years, lovely to catch up with Tony Whitaker. Hello, Tony. Yeah, nice to meet you, Ian, after all these years. <laughs> I mean, even though you're based in the Midlands, um, Tony, it, it, we don't see your name and appearances very often here in the, what you might call the Northwest. Is there a reason for that at all? Well, they, they don't vote me sometimes I, I did a lot down in the London area several years ago and I seem to be going down the the M1 and the M25 nearly every week it's got a bit of a drag because I, I seem to there was a, a couple of uh, road up signs and then there was uh, accidents and it was sort of very very long day so then I started working other ways it's just the way the traffic works isn't it sometimes mm-hmm. but I like working up north people yeah. are very friendly yeah I, you, you do get a smile up here that's very true um, I mean I pulled a couple of your CDs from the uh, the library um, recently and I couldn't believe the dates on them 2002 and 2005 which I suppose must therefore be the first time that we actually corresponded when you released those and I remember thinking at the time that those arrangements on the on the uh, on the CDs, which again some of our listeners are going to hear today, um, were very, very original and different to anything else that was on the scene at that time. Um, again, completely not typical of what was on the organ circuit, certainly. I mean, why do you think that is? Was that just something that you decided to do from day one? Or? No, I just sort of, um, I think it, when I did my first album, it was basically a piano-based CD, and I didn't realise, it's the one that actually technically launched my career. I didn't realise you're supposed to do an organ one, but, but all the clubs said, oh, this is different. So, so in a way, it gave me the advantage. Uh, but, but I do record everything in live in real time, so if there's a guitar part, I will play the guitar part on the keyboard and strum it. So it's it's you actually being a musician. So a drum player, I mean, every single thing. The only thing I, I might, if I put a little drum track on, th- that c- can be from an automatic keyboard. Yeah, but I never use anything automatic at all. And I think it's probably because when I s- started m- many years ago, my first job was playing a Mellotron. Oh yes. If you've ever yes, heard yes, of the Mellotron, yeah, yeah. it's like a, a, an analog version of a Tyros <laughs> yes. in 1960 with tapes and it was technically very very difficult and it nearly gave me a nervous breakdown because <laughs> you have to think in, you're playing two different keys at the same time yeah, so it's given me a, oh a, a, a feeling of I don't want to play these keyboards again although there's some wonderful sounds so yeah. I may well change my mind <laughs>
again, going back to those days, you were in a minority of players to adapt the keyboard setup rather than touring with a console-type instrument. And I know that um, that was often frowned upon at many organ societies. I mean, have those opinions sort of mellowed over the years? Do you think people are a little more accommodating? Uh, they, have, they have, they uh, have. Actually, my, the keyboard I play, I play an old Korg M1. Mm. And it's the most difficult instrument I've ever had to play it, because of the way I've set it up for concerts. Mm. So that I've got all sorts of splits, and I have to remember where the splits are. I've got different splits for different arrangements. So I've got uh, everything has one octave to allow the bass pedals to, to function as a double bass. Mm -hmm. So that reduces my 61 notes by one octave. <laughs> then when I do a split, I've got um, a Hammond organ on two octaves and perhaps a brass instrument on the other two. And as long as I remember where everything is, it, <laughs> it works fantastic, <laughs> yeah. And it's a very versatile keyboard, but it's yeah. difficult. You have, really have to concentrate. You, mm. can't, you can't relax. Mm. So I used mm. to play a lot of Hammonds uh, years ago. And sort of you could just relax and really get on with the music. With this, I'm fighting every, every note I play. <laughs> it's, a, it's a hard job to do. I, I, don't, I, don't, I don't envy you. Um, I mean, very briefly, Tony, because again, I'm conscious of the time you've got to get ready for tonight's show. The um, compositions, it seems to be quite a, a big part of your um, sort of musical diet. I mean, you, you're very uh, adept at um, putting pen to manuscript paper and coming along with, uh, with your own music. Again, is that something you find quite easy to do? Um, yes, it does. It's uh, I won't say it's easy, but yeah, I, I do. I do like composing. I, I'm a bit shy when it comes to performing my own songs. Just thinking about that from the concert point of view, do you ever put your own compositions into the concert program at all? Very, very rarely. I feel a bit sort of. Uh, nervous to do that mm. I think people by and large like a tune they know mm. and uh, so I, I'll uh, I, that's something I don't do no I should do I, I, I did it originally yeah. I actually sold sheet music on gigs but it was another, something else to carry <laughs> as I was slang later on about uh, so I don't carry sheet music now because mm. mm. I've memorised it all I've got, we've got thousands and thousands of tunes stored on the old hard drive of the mind that's <laughs> the most important hard drive isn't it really absolutely yes <laughs>
items which interspersed our conversation, all played on Korg keyboard and Kurtzweil piano, were Porto Prance and Tony's own delightful composition entitled Another Day Tomorrow. We'll be back with Tony after the break. Community Keyboards with Ian Wollstoneholme. You're listening to Community Keyboards with Ian Wollstoneholme on Oldham Community Radio 99.7 FM. you're not performing on stage you've you've had an incredibly varied musical career I mean just tell us about some of the people that you've worked with on uh, on stage because obviously for what 30 odd years you were a musical director there at Leamington Spa weren't you I mean who who did you bump into and uh... Uh, Ken Dodd we were rehearsing pantomime and Ken came in to say hello what a lovely man and he gave us all a free ticket to the show he said, we're, we're here tonight, come and see the show. And funny enough, I, to, to my shame, I'd never actually seen him live. And I thought, I'll go for the first half. <laughs> and then about two and a half hours later, the, the interval came. I thought, oh, golly. And <laughs> well, I'll stay for a few minutes. Anyway, in the end, I stayed to the full four and something hours. And I was aching with laughter. It's absolutely wonderful. Yes, it's often the case you, you don't wonderful. have to you don't have to worry about catching a bus home from uh, right. from well obviously since um, since he's he's no longer with us but uh, yeah sadly missed as you say. Um, I mean it's lovely to see you. Thank you very much for taking a little bit of time to, to to chat with me. And it's always nice to 
to find out a little bit about the artists behind the, the, the keyboards. We mentioned keyboards. Um, you've, you've kind of stuck with something that you really enjoy. Your new album, though, or your latest album. I know it was a few years ago since it was released now. Newish. <laughs> but that, that features kind of the Hammond sounds as well as the Kurzweil piano. That's right, it? it does, yes. And it, they were originally part of the what's known as the Pianorama mm-hmm. music group, which was Harold Rich and Norrie Paramore at BBC. They used to do two pianos yes. with rhythm accompaniment. Anyway, Harold's retired now and he's given me his music pad. So I thought I would record something similar, rather than doing two pianos, because they've already done that, I did piano and Hammond organ, and it works very well, I think it does anyway. So the tune oscillates between the two instruments. Yes, yeah. So it's uh, very successful, I think. We'll have a listen to that right now, but for the minute, Tony, lovely to chat chat with you, and thanks very much for joining me on the programme this time. Nice to meet you, thank you. Thank you. 
couple of tracks from Medley Magic, which Tony Whitaker released in 2011, and the content of which are adaptations of Harold Rich's music scores, as often featured on Radio 2 in days gone by. They were You Started Something at Sundown, and I'll Never Say Never Again Again, and It Happened in Monterey, Charmaine, and Lovely Lady. Well, congratulations to Aaron Hawthorne on becoming the winner of this year's ATOS Young Theatre Organist of the Year. Well, congratulations to Aaron Hawthorne on becoming the winner of this year's ATOS Young Theatre Organist of the Year. A deserved success following his UK Young Theatre Organist of the Year title in 2017. You may remember we chatted recently with Aaron at the ATOS London Chapter Competition. It has done a lot for me, speaking to people sort of in my network back home uh, and also being a music student etc when you, when you say to people oh Young Theatre Organist of the Year 2017 they go wow wow that's incredible and you're thinking well oh, I just thought it was a nice little thing within this little niche world that I had going but people go wow that's a really nice thing and as a result there, there have been uh, nice gigs that have come through of concerts around the place that are promoting youth in these sort of young organist gala concerts and likes and it's just been an absolute joy to sort of travel around and uh, experience What makes you want to get up and physically play one of these things? I think it's just the, the sheer history that goes with them uh, every instrument that you can play today, every cinema organ that is has such an incredible story behind it and it's a story that you don't want to see lost and sadly a lot of the cases that all these stories are are only preserved through word of mouth so uh, I think what we really want to do is sort of write these down and, and have them preserved for generations to come because it's just absolutely fascinating to sit down at an instrument where you can recall all these stories funny and sad and uh, oh, it's just, it's just in, incredible in that, in that sense and they always talk about the nostalgic sound and I've been saying this a lot today that, well, I can't remember any organs in cinemas. It still transports me back to that time. I think it's the closest to time travel you, you, you ever get. I have been very lucky to attend the competitions for the past two or three years now. And the thing that you always take away from it is that you belong to this really, really great family that are so supportive of each other. And whether you win or not, you are taking a lot away from it. It's a great experience. Uh, and just keep going with it. Just have an absolute blast. certainly showing that there's lots of life still in the young theatre organ world. Arguably, one organist, shall we say, at the other end of the spectrum, and I know he'd take that comment in good part, is Dave Nicholas, who himself has been recently honoured in June for clocking up no fewer than 30 years as organist at the Liverpool Philharmonic Hall. There cannot be many performers who can say that they've never missed a single performance during those three decades. 
There are lots of photos of the occasion on Facebook, and on behalf of Dave's many fans in the region, we really do send our huge congratulations, Dave, and long may you continue in the role. Here is the birthday boy, then, at the beautiful three-manual Rushworth and Reaper, which, as the CD liner notes say, is another distinctive Mersey sound. On the trail of the Lonesome Pine, memories of Laurel and Hardy, courtesy of Dave Nicholas. Okay then, to take us to the break, uh, let's have the first of this month's winners in the Tears de Picardy Online Keyboard Music Forum Members Challenge. Hugh Wallington is a joint winner, and we'll hear from the other victors later, and in our second August edition. For now, absolutely no need to introduce this from Hugh on Yamaha AR80 organ.
air at 99.7 FM and online at oldhamcommunityradio.com. This is Community Keyboards with Ian Wollstoneholm. welcoming you back to Community Keyboards here on 99.7 FM. That was Tony Pegler playing Technics KN6000 plus Leslie Speaker and that 1963 hit for Frank Highfield, I Remember You, which we included for Bob Durham, whom I was chatting with at Cheadle Organ Society recently, and who tells me that he's getting to grips with his own Technics KN6000, but like many of us, finds some of the inner workings of these modern keyboards a bit of a challenge, shall we say. Anyway, Bob, I hope that that track has spurred you on, and thanks again for your very kind comments as one of our online listeners. Of course, for many years, Tony Pegler headed up the product specialist team for Technics Organs, and I was talking with someone recently who happened to mention that they still had one of the workhorse Technics U90 organs at home, still played regularly, and I noticed that at the time of putting this edition together, there's a very rare, possibly even unique U90 model on eBay, with a starting bid of £84. Well, here are some memories of that end of the analogue era, and just prior to Tony joining the company. UK organist Jimmy Smith produced several LPs featuring the U90, and from one, here's an up-tempo version of Blue Moon.
Jimmy Smith and Blue Moon, and there'll be further opportunities to hear some of those classic analogue electronic organs in future programmes. Now, I mentioned Joy at ATOS in July, but just a few weeks beforehand in May, the theatre organ world lost a very talented young artist, Tim Duckworth, following a widely covered news story relating to his disappearance in Columbus, Indiana, and sadly, after a short time afterwards, the worst possible news that he was discovered deceased. My broadcasting colleague, Steve Ashley, from the long-running Hot Pipes podcast, introduces this. He started playing in public at age 16, including his first concert on the Rialto Square Theatre's Barton. Tim's last concert at the Rialto was in July 2017. Recorded during that event, he considered In Love for the very first time to be his signature theme.
one can really only imagine that with musical talent at just 22 years of age, what contribution would Tim Duckworth have made to the theatre organ world beyond that which we've just heard? Such a great tragedy to lose a fine player. Featuring all its best from the King of Instruments on community keyboards. Well, another artist who makes use of the Korg-Kurzweil keyboard combination is our good friend Alex McAllister, who, like Tony Whittaker, is also from the West Midlands. This month, Alex has been asked to tour with the son of Ben E. King in a series of theatre dates and live venues across the UK. And I'll put the dates on our Facebook page. Alex has produced a follow-up track in the style of Klaus Wunderlich and his uh, Hammond Pops medley, and here it is comprising Massachusetts, the Green Green Grass of Home and Spanish Eyes. Oh, a double whammy of that on this edition then.
Alex McAllister on Korg and Kurzweil reminding me that I really do need to cut the grass as soon as possible. Well, I hope you've enjoyed the mix of music and chat, and thanks again to Tony Whittaker. Now, on the next edition, a very special guest from the organ world will be paying a visit to Ashton-under-Lyne, and I'll be talking with Hans Hielscher about his phenomenal international career spanning more than 50 years, and performing everywhere across the globe from Newcastle to Notre Dame, Sheffield to Sydney, and Hull to Hong Kong. I've no doubt it will be a fascinating insight into the man and his music. As ever, if you want to listen again to this edition, you can do so at your convenience via the oldhamcommunityradio.com player or via the programme website at communitykeyboards.com. And if you'd like to get in touch, then do drop me an email to communitykeyboards at gmail.com or via the Royal Mail to PO Box 997 Oldham OL1 9EB. And of course, we also have our Facebook and Instagram pages if you want to get in touch that way. For now, this is Ian Wilsonholm saying thanks very much for listening. Take care, all the best, and bye-bye. Keyboards with Ian Wollstoneholm.